Hi, this is Kirk Reed. Bear with me as we need a little compliance disclosure. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's generally not the case with callers we speak with on the show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. After all, we just met. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Callers should check with their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions that we may make. At times on this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. Investment returns are not guaranteed, and past performance does not guarantee future results. And good morning. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money, and it's cold out there. We're doing this show in early February, broadcasting from Marshfield, Massachusetts, and probably you'll hear this in the Merrimack Valley sooner or later, folks, I promise. But today's official title, I had to make up a title somehow or other, is called All About Insurance, and uh, mostly life insurance, I think, would be the subject for today. My, my guest is a fellow by the name of Ted Dixon, who owns a company in Duxbury, Massachusetts, called Dixon and Associates. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. Back car start okay this morning or what? Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> As I told you, I didn't leave much room for error. All right. Glad you showed up. I was starting to wonder about what to do for the next couple of hours here, as a matter of fact. And by the way, I'm impressed. I, this is the first time we've officially met, and you walked here without any paperwork. And my kind of guy, okay, in terms of probably in your head's enough information to last the next couple hours, right? There. <laughs> my office likes to make fun of me as a parking lot planner. There you go. There you go. It sound indeed. Okay. So, folks, we're going to range far and wide on this show here over the next couple hours, uh, and uh, at some point, I'm going to throw it open to callers. Actually, let's see if we can make that work. If you have a life insurance question, who doesn't have questions about life insurance? But if you have a life insurance question and or if you have a life insurance policy hanging around that you've been either don't know much about or thinking about or getting mad paying all those premiums or wondering what the score is on that, if you have any questions that relate to that, this is like your special day because we have a pretty smart insurance person sitting here, and maybe we can point you in the right direction. It's always fun to have callers. It makes it the time go quickly, not that it goes slowly anyway. But so if you have some, it would certainly be okay to give us a call here. And the number here in Marshfield is 781-837-4900. Thank you very much. Once again, 781-837-4900. Okay, so for the next few minutes, what I'm going to ask Ted to do is give you some background about himself and his business and what he does for a living and how all that stuff works. And for probably most of the first first half hour of the show, I want to kind of walk around the world of insurance agent flavors. I often use the word, there are many flavors of financial advisors. And if you're going to work with any kind of a financial professional, whether it's insurance or money or planning or taxes, probably a good idea to know some stuff about them and who they are and how they get paid and who they work for and a whole bunch of other things. So it's okay to ask some questions about the folks that you work with. And the financial advisor world is pretty fuzzy depending on who you talk to. And I don't, this is not a critique. This is an observation. The insurance world's probably in the same place in terms of how that all works. Ted, how about a free reign here? A little about yourself and your business. Take your time. We're in no hurry here. Sure. I, I think the genesis of Dixon Associates is actually kind of an interesting origin story, particularly as it relates to life insurance. All right. So it really goes back to the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. You're not that old. No, <laughs> but it's where we came from. My father's father. Ah, whoa. Uh, okay. He, he was not in the insurance business. Yeah. He uh, was a salesman for Hiram Walker. 
okay. liquors. A successful salesman. And during Prohibition, of course, he opened a, in Dedham, had some of the most popular cough syrup around. Wow, back then. wow. But he did well. And they had a nice life. He and my grandmother, they had three children. And when my father was two years old in 1945, uh, my grandfather passed away of lung cancer. He loved life. He smoked a pipe in the shower. Oh, wow. In the shower? In the shower, okay. he would smoke a pipe. But he died when my father was two years old, had no life insurance, uh, and life changed dramatically. They had to move in with my great-grandparents, and they went from a nice upper-middle-class life to it was pretty tough. And my grandmother, thank God, had a, she was one of the few women at the time who had a master's degree, so she taught for the city of Boston for 40-some-odd years. But it was not the life that they had the minute before my grandfather passed. It wasn't plan A, right? Exactly. Yeah. So... My father, Bill Dixon, has a great story. He graduates Providence College in June of 1965 at 10 a.m. And at 2, 2 p.m., he went to work for John Hancock <laughs> selling life insurance. All righty. All right. And it, he was it, sensitized to that issue. It struck him yeah. as, wow, this is something that is a real need because it had such an effect on his life. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Talk about being on a mission to start your career, huh? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And worked for John Hancock, Sun Life of Canada, for years. And then in 80, saw the writing on the wall saying, and this gets into. He was ahead of his time. If it was 1980, he was thinking about this. Huh? Yeah. And to your point, there's different kinds of and different kinds of people who can sell you insurance. And he decided that being a dedicated agent to one business didn't really suit his personality, didn't suit the clients that he was talking to on a daily basis. So he became an independent broker slash producer. Okay. So broker and agent. Take a moment to just officially define those yeah. just for our audience here. So an agent typically is employed by an insurance company, and he or she works for that insurance company, is going to sell you their products. Proprietary product, We I guess we use. Their own life insurance policy, nobody's else. That's right. Okay. Right. Now, an independent broker is somebody who says, I... When I meet with Mike, I want to be able to look at the whole universe of companies out there and, depending on Mike's need, find the best product for Mike. What a concept, huh? And we've learned over time that it works. It's a, it typically is a win-win for the insurance companies and... We're not here to bash insurance companies. Nope. They are in business. And they need. we need them. And we need them. And it works for them because, as most people who listening know, if you hire 10 salespeople for $100,000 a year, only two of them are going to make you money. Yeah. And the other eight are going to lose you money. So the insurance companies like the broker concept. Works that way in the financial world, too, by the way. There folks. you go. Well, <laughs> we're having, yeah. Insurance companies like it because they pay their brokers when they sell their product. As a broker, we like it because we're not answering to the insurance companies. We are independent and there's some there's definitely benefits to being an independent business owner wow so is the trend and again i haven't paid attention to life insurance trends for a long time but so is the trend in the industry is away from agents and to brokers or do, do insurance companies still have their own agent sales force how's that work i would say the former mike there, yeah. there are still some uh life insurance companies and insurance companies that help have their own dedicated agents that sell directly to the public okay but by and large, it is through a 
they it's distributed through a broker system at this stage. It's eerily similar to the mutual fund business from a long time ago when you would have folks who would work for a mutual fund company that would sell and then it's evolved into a wide open kind of wild west situation. Interesting. Okay. So from an insurance company's point of view, let's see, if you don't have to pay to train somebody or pay for a desk or office space, having brokers as long as you had enough of them would probably be a good situation, I would guess. Pretty efficient. Okay. All right. And then again, it works for us as brokers if you like to be an independent business owner. But most importantly, for the people that you're trying to help, for the customers, it's a win for them because you're not shoehorned into one one company's yeah. line of products. Okay. And how? And, but that means lots of work when you have to. And you're a business. You represent a bunch of different companies and a bunch of different products. So a whole lot of work trying to do some research to figure that out in terms of what's appropriate or what's changing. Or yeah, you, work? you really need to know that you're aligned with the right partners. Okay. I don't spend a lot of time myself trying to figure out what life insurance products are available for me to sell and what the ratings are and all those, I will go through what's called a general. And so the life insurance companies do still, I'm not going to call LI up in Woburn, for example, and say, hey, I'd like to be appointed with you guys. And I might sell three policies a year. They're not going to deal with me. So there is a a middleman in the life insurance world called a managing general agent. Okay. And those folks do get licensed and they have to sell enough SBLI during the year to st- to keep their business open. Okay. So that's great for an independent like me working with an individual because I can say to you, Mike, okay, let me take down your information. Let me f- see what's happening in your life and what your needs are. And then I have three to four general agents that I can call on and say, here's Mike's situation. Uh, what do you think? N- nice. So they've already done most of the work, basically. And you, okay, it's like a clearinghouse in terms of that, that, that's interesting. Okay, all right. And so, folks, you have relationships with those and recommend their products because they happen to be good, and you don't have any. Do you get paid any more or less? What are the conflicts of interest that folks in the insurance business have? We have lots of them in the investment business, that's for sure. Of, of course, and that's yeah. why I like to keep a relationship with two, three, four of those general agents in any given time. Okay, because I know if, if I go to Mike, he, he might. SBLI, Prudential, and Transamerica. Okay. And I have to know that they may not be the best fit for his needs when okay. I'm talking to her as a client. Okay. So those three or four general agents, they specialize in different companies. It's just, just the way it evolves, basically. And that's interesting. Okay. All right. So that's pretty. That's called general agent. Uh, general agent. Okay. And the benefit to the people that I'm talking to yep. is... I am not pinned down to one company. I'm not even yeah, pinned I mean, down to three or four you do the research for the millions of things, and they yeah. change it every week, basically, right? right? Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. And so in your business, your, what's your primary business? And we'll get into the insurance from there. But you have a lot of different aspects to what you do, correct? Yeah. A number of different types of brokers will sell you life insurance. There are financial advisors, for example, who have a specialty in life insurance. Yep. There, We happen to be, an, we've evolved into an employee benefits firm. Okay. So our classic client is a small to medium-sized business, and we're coming in and saying, Mike, we can help consult with you on, and of course, my father in 1980, started, he was a life insurance guy, so yep. he would say, Mike, you and Tim are partners in a, a restaurant business here in Marshfield, and let's say the two of you view that business business is being worth a million dollars. Mike, what happens if Tim isn't here on Friday? His wife is a lovely lady. I have a new business partner. Exactly. Yep. She can't cook. She's rude to customers and she's she's looking for a check on Friday. Mm. You've got a problem. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so 
we we deal with that with life insurance. It's what's called the buy-sell agreement, where you say to Tim, and Tim says to you, the business is going to own a life insurance policy. You're going to be the insured. And if Tim passes, the money from the life insurance flows into the business, and then the business is going to write a check to Tim's wife, and now Mike is the sole owner of the restaurant. Okay. And everybody's happy. Tim's happy because he knows that his heirs benefited from his ownership of the business, and you're happy because Tim's wife is not your business yeah, partner. Now. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. So in your firm... There's life insurance, but there are other varieties of insurance that you do as well. Is that correct? You know, when my father Bill started in the 80s, that would be his first conversation. Mike, Tim, this is what, you know, you need to do to protect the business. Yeah, for sure. to protect it with life insurance. Yeah. But, oh, by the way, you guys have the two of you and you have eight employees and you need health insurance. So that's how we got into consulting on group health insurance. And that's a big business. I was here oh, with yeah. Kirk last year. We got into it quite a bit and we can talk about it a little bit. Sure. Today, so that's a big part of it. And oh, by the way, one of the other important benefits to a business is a we need a retirement plan. Of course, in the 1980s, that's when 401k plans were starting to take off. We manage. We are also a registered investment advisor already, and we're the financial advisor on now. I would say 75 to 80 different company 401k plans. And how do you work that part? Is there a general agent you go through, or how does that work? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Or, yeah. that's a bit more direct. Okay, so as an advisor. Advisor there, we're responsible for guiding the client on choosing the right custodian, okay. the right record, and oftentimes the right administrator for the plan. Yes. You have more than one employee, I'm going to guess. You're going to find out in a little while, right? Yeah. At any given yeah. time, there are seven or eight of us. Okay. And so we're talking also like disability insurance is a piece of what you do for as well? So, yeah, then the group disability is another benefit that, okay, you guys, your restaurant is now up to 20, 30, 40 employees. And they're one of the benefits that most people expect is, hey, if I get hurt or injured not on the job or I get sick, yeah, I need disability insurance. And I'll circle back to yeah. life yeah. insurance. Yeah. That's uh, often with disability insurance, we're coupling that with a what's called a group life insurance policy. Okay. And that has become more and more of a go-to to most employees, and we can talk about that. Yeah. So from as a mix of business, how does it work out for life insurance? Is, is it spread out equally amongst all those areas? or is that, Where do you spend most of your time, or do you spend all your time out in all those places? Uh, yeah. So That's I, a wide world I, we're talking I, about here for you. Yeah, huh? I guess the ideal client for Dixon Associates. Yeah is a smaller, medium-sized business, and we're doing all those things. Yeah. We're doing the health okay. insurance, we're doing the 401k, we're doing the group life, and we're also working with the owners and partners and key employees on their individual life insurance policies, typically as it relates to the business, but yeah. oftentimes okay. that grows into just pure personal protection from life insurance okay. because we're there. All right. Do you get into the annuity business at all in your area? So how does that work? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So take, for example, somebody who's in a uh, company 401k plan and they're about to reach retirement. They want to cash their 401k in and move to Fort Myers. Yeah, there you go. An annuity is a great way to do that. You convert your 401k money into, you can, and there's dozens of ways you can design an annuity, but mm. let's just say the simplest way is... They're even more complicated than life insurance sometimes, I think, but that's just me. Well, <laughs> yeah, we could really bore your listeners going yep. into the details of annuity, but I like to say, okay, let's say you've been working for WATD for the last 30 years, and you've been making $50,000 a year. Yeah. If, believe it or not, at that amount, if you sock money steadily into 
into your 401k, you will have a, a balance of a million dollars. The more time you years. have, the better it is. Right? Sure. <clears throat> and now you could, and the way an annuity works is you raise your hand to the 401k company and say, I'd like to take my million dollars and I'd like to convert it into a single premium immediate annuity. And they say, okay, we're going to give you 5% on that. Guess what? You walk out of WATD on a Saturday and then on Monday, instead of your $50,000 a year coming from working at WATD, you're now getting $50,000 a year in a annuity payment on an annual basis. You're living your life, and but you're not working anymore. There you go. Uh, okay. And the downside to an annuity, and you're a financial planner. I hear financial planners dogging annuities all the time. I get it. Generally not thrilled, but that you, yeah. it, it depends. Yeah. Uh, people in situations that make perfect sense for that. Exactly. Yeah. It, it all, it all it depends. depends. There you it go. All Fav- depends. My, one of my favorite answers. So the downside is yeah. you no longer have a million dollars. You just have an insurance company that's promised to send you $50,000 a year. Okay. The plus side is... You did that at age 65. If you just lived on the million dollars for 20 years, guess what? Age 86, there's nothing there. You don't have that $50,000 because you spent it down. But with an annuity, you have that promise. If you live to 105, we're still going to send you $50,000 a year. So that's the plus side of an annuity. Wow, wow. And I know life insurance is a general topic here, but so the health insurance part has to keep you real busy all the time as well, I would guess, right? Let me go back to life insurance. (laughs) All right, make it easy. And and then I'll talk about... uh, Sure. What I love about life insurance in its purest form, let's just take a term life insurance policy. Couldn't be a more transparent product. It's you're saying to the insurance company, hey, I want to be protected for the next 10 years. I want my family to be protected. And they're going to look at you and they're going to say, okay, what's your age? What's your health? Lots of personal questions for a very impersonal decision. But then, okay, you now have that million dollars. If something happens to you, you're protected. On the other side of the spectrum, there couldn't be anything less transparent and more opaque than group health insurance. So we can get Uh, into that. Oh, yeah. Uh, But that's why I really love, I love digging into the problem that is group health insurance. But I also, it's nice to have a respite to just say, Mike, how old are you? What do you need? There you go. And we've got a product for you. It's very simple and transparent. More regulations, more government, more products. Uh, That's scary when you start thinking about the scale of that. Yes. All right. So we're coming up on a break in a minute or two here. So how about after after the break? Where do you want to go? What would you like to chat about after the break? We have a whole bunch of places we can go here, but you want to start some basics between term and whole life, or you want absolutely? To, Why don't we t- talk a little bit about that? We can talk about underwriting. Like I said, yeah, you okay. know that I think for your listeners, one of the scariest parts of life insurance is the whole underwriting and what what is that yeah. all about? Why are they asking me these questions? Yeah, well, so we can get into that. Yeah, yeah. And it, I think for Tim, we're doing okay here for about another minute, about another couple minutes. Okay, just want to check on that. Okay, and so if in the employee world, okay, um, t- take a moment or two. So I'm an employee of one of the folks that you're working with, okay? I would assume you probably know the owners of the company pretty well, but all the employees you have to meet on a regular basis and work with. What would a typical insurance package be for a typical employee of a small firm? Is that term? Is it whole life? or that? What would a package look like that included insurance and 
from one of the businesses that you work for? That's a great question. <laughs> Typically, we'd like to start with group product. So ideally, okay. you work for a business that has said, hey, if you come to work here, you're going to get at a bare minimum a $50,000 life insurance policy. Okay. And I use the number 50. It's IRS has treated that as the golden number. It's the triple play. So the business owner, when she buys a group policy for her employees, yep. she writes those premiums off as a pure business expense. Okay. So the business owner is paying for the cost the of that. premium. Okay. Got it. Why is the 50000 magic? Because the IRS says, okay, Miss Business Owner, you get a full tax deduction for that. Wanna, See that? We'll jump back on, on this, this in a minute. I love this. The music starts playing. I don't have to worry about looking at the clock here. So, yeah, let's continue this, folks. I'm talking with Ted Dixon from Dixon & Associates. We're going to be talking about a bunch of life insurance stuff going downstream here. And if you have a policy or some questions, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Alyssa Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Your investment strategy should largely be determined by the amount of time you have before needing the money. If you are aggressively invested, time is your friend when it comes to your portfolio recovering from this scary stock market. If you need your invested money soon, it should have been conservative to begin with. If you're not sure how your money is invested, I'd be happy to offer my opinion. 781-834-2010. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money. Am I holding this microphone close enough here now? Yes, much Testing better. One, Thank two, three. you. Yes. All right. so, so, yeah, it's been cold. I've been thinking about other things. Anyway. I understand. Folks, we're talking about a lot of insurance and related stuff this morning. And the official title of the show is all about life insurance. And we'll be working our way around there from time to time. I'm talking with Ted Dixon, who owns Ted Dixon Dixon and Associates. I like a business that's got the last name of the owner in it. It sounds really good to me. As Ted, it's a, an employee benefits business that that's the correct term, and uh, work with primarily small and medium-sized businesses. Is that correct. correct? And you help them in a bunch of different areas of employee stuff. Is that correct? Are we okay so Absolutely. far? Yeah. All right. And by the way, folks, if you're a small businessman, it's open season here. If you want to give Ted a call and ask him some questions about some things you may have been thinking about for your business and your employees, well, that's okay, too. It took a long time for business po- folks to figure out that you have to provide benefits to your employees and take good care of them, didn't it? It, it, it did take a long time. Right? Know it now, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially on the walk out. Yeah, or especially on the smaller side or the medium size. The bigger companies always had the scale to not worry about that too much. But yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how many calls I've taken over the last couple of years from small businesses who say, hey, I'm losing employees, larger businesses. I need a package that looks just like them. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, fill a niche and and help some people out and make some money. What a country, folks. Okay, so how about some basics about term and whole life insurance just to kind of get folks. It sounds simple, folks, but if you peel back a few layers, it's never that simple. I I personally find life insurance a lot more complicated than investments, but maybe that's because I do investments for a living and that's how that works. So yeah, peel back the onion and take some time on the two different kinds and how they work and maybe we can get some questions on that. Sure. Again, maybe it's because I do it, but I find term insurance to be one of the simplest financial products out there. Yeah. You're simply saying to an insurance company, if something happens to me in the next 10, 20, 30 years, those are typical lengths of a term policy. So you can buy it for a period of time. That is correct. Got it. All right. So let's take a 10-year life insurance policy. I think a 10-year life, 10-year level term insurance policy is perfect for some of your listeners who might be in their late 20s, early 30s with a young family. 
Okay. Both partners are working and bringing money to the table. You may have just, if you've got young kids and you may have just purchased a home and you've got a big old mortgage associated with that. And if one of you, and the likelihood, you're both probably relatively healthy, but there is still a likelihood that next week one of you may not be here and the income is gone. And so from your perspective, the question is, what would we look like financially if I wasn't here next week. The short answer is not good. For most of us, that is correct. And a level term life insurance policy is a great solution for that. You're just saying to the insurance company, hey, protect us against that possibility. And when you're in your late 20s, early 30s, it's relatively inexpensive to do that. And when you say, I just need, I really just need protection for the next 10 years because I've got these three little kids here. And if I were gone, my spouse is going to have to carry the mortgage and maybe put the kids through college, that's a pretty big number that you're going to need because if my kids are four years old on average, I really need 20 years of protection. So I'm, the reason I'm not talking about a 20-year term is... I'm Things pre- change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows what you're going to look like in Exactly. Years, right? So <laughs> why am I going to pay for my the risk of my 54-year-old self when I'm 34? Yeah, okay. I probably don't need to do that. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, by the way, uh, one of the I want to get into some strategies or tactics about both of these, but we're starting to touch on them, which is great. Yeah, why, all right. So basically, you just buy some insurance, there's a straight cost, and it goes for a period of time. Yeah, you get okay. nothing but the protection. Okay. If you live, you've written those checks, and you've gotten nothing for it. Okay. But if... Wait a minute. If I didn't... I have to pay this insurance premium, and if I didn't die, I don't get any money. Funny how that works. Just like your homeowners. (laughs) Just like your homeowners or your car. You can write that check, and hopefully you don't need it. I didn't get into a car accident. I want my money back or something like that. Yeah, that's a very simple product, and (laughs) it's refreshingly simple. So give us an approximate cost idea. Just ballpark it. Folks, don't hold them to this. We're just... We're talking about giving you some math examples of how this might be. So what are you thinking? Yeah, so a 10-year level term policy for a 34-year-old, for example. Maybe $300 a year Okay, for a million dollars of coverage. Million I'm million. talking about a million dollars yeah. of coverage. And if okay. you're, that sounds like a lot of money, but if you're 34 with three yeah. kids four years old, guess what? Yeah. That's only $50,000 a year for the next 20 years. Yeah, that's right. Probably that's not a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. If you start doing the math, you get, yeah, we'll come back to how much do I really need and what's the math that you have to do about that. Folks, we'll get to that, but we're just, okay, so 300, and that, Male or female or just a generic kind of a, how does that work? Yeah, females are always a little bit less expensive than yeah. males. Okay. Uh, they tend, they're just the, and that's the, yeah. we can talk about underwriting. Yeah, okay. Uh, like I said in the last segment, <clears throat> underwriting scares a lot of people because it's intensely personal. Yeah, by the way, define underwriting. Okay, Thank for you. Yeah. It's okay, yeah. I'm good at that. I'm speaking a foreign language, <laughs> right. but it's okay. Right. So not all of us <laughs> are going to qualify for the same price for that life insurance. It's one of the, <laughs> it's one of the few bastions that the government hasn't said. Oh no! You've got to treat everybody exactly the same, and because why? Because uh, wait a minute! I just found out I have a heart problem. I need some life insurance. I'm going to go knock on your door, and and I expect the same prices. (laughs) That that young 34 year old who has no health issues. That's why we we always get nervous after it's too. A lot of us get nervous after it's too late. Basically, it's it's tough to get insurance when your garage is on fire. Yeah, it's tough to to get motivated if your garage is not on fire. No, why would (laughs) I pay for that? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Underwriting is how the insurance company determines, okay, here is what it costs. And so I'm going to get into a theory that my my father taught me when I first got in the business, and it drives some of my friends absolutely bonkers. (laughs) They just say, that is the most... Disgusting thing I've All ever right, heard. Come on. Is this just X-rated? We okay? It's, not, radio X-rated. it's right, not X-rated. It's not X-rated. All right. 
So let's take <laughs> 35 year olds. Right? All right. They come in all different By the way, shapes. Thin, and fat, good health, they, and all. They what, all come what are we doing? Smokers, non smokers, okay. yep. already have health conditions, no health conditions. So all an insurance company does through underwriting is they say, okay, we've got 10 NFL stadiums here. And we know based on, we're going to put all the people of the same relative health in Gillette. And then we're going to take all the people of this relative yep. health. New York someplace. In the Meadowlands. <laughs> okay, there you go. The bad people go to the Meadowlands. <laughs> okay, yep. <laughs> the insurance company knows through statistics, they know, okay, if we feed these people beer and nachos for the next 10 years, we know exactly how many are coming out in body bags. The law the of large numbers, basically, right? Yeah. And okay. they so the insurance company just prices it based on we know we need to we're gonna have to pay a certain amount of families yeah. their death benefit. Okay. We need to run our own business and we'd like to make a little profit. So they charge yeah. exactly the right amount for the people of that to make that happen over and, the next ten years. And that's different than if you bought it through work because that's a it, it t- take some time on that. That's important for people to understand that. So go for it. Yeah. So typically through work, you're getting what's called a guaranteed issue insurance policy where they do not ask you help questions by and large. Now, the per unit cost of that life insurance is actually going to be a little bit more expensive than if you got it as an individual and answered all the health questions so they could define exactly what stadium you're going in. Yeah. When you buy it through work, when you're getting a group life insurance policy, you're all going into that middle stadium. Okay. You're going to the Chicago Bears Stadium, yeah. right? If you're healthy, you overpay a bet. And if you're not healthy, you get a deal, basically. That's exactly okay. right. Well, but again, if you're not really noticing it because a lot of oftentimes the employer is paying that premium. And so if you're the employer, you can say, I'll pay for all of it. I'll pay for half of it. They can pay on their own and we'll get a deal. That works with different employers and different companies, basically. You want to go back to the $50,000 question? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So okay. 50000 is the, the magic number because... If as an employer, I buy insurance for my 50 employees yep. and pay for $50,000 of a base policy, I get a full write-off for the premiums. Ah. The premiums that I have paid for my employees' life insurance are not taxable income to them. So it's a tax-free wow. benefit wow. to them. Okay, yep. Third, finally, and most important, if one of my employees passes, their families get that $50,000 tax-free. Okay. So nobody's paying tax all the way along. Okay. When an, a, a, an employer-sponsored contract goes above 50000 now Uncle Sam wants to get involved. Ah, trying to treat certain people more special than others or something like that, huh? They're going to charge. <laughs> so let's say the employer says, I want to I put in $100,000 of base life insurance coverage for all of my employees. He, you have to attribute those premiums to the, empl- or the premiums that buy the insurance above and beyond the 50000 have to be treated as income to those employees. Okay, I guess I can understand the sense behind that. But right. So folks, I think the key point is that, for, first of all, term insurance is just plain old term. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about how long you buy for it and how much you need. we get to that. But it's just like your auto insurance policy. You paid $150 a month for your auto policy and you don't get into an accident by the end of the year. You lost the money, but you're alive. And you <laughs> had the protection. Depends on how you want to look at it, right? right? So if you're in a company that sponsors that, you could be very awful in a health situation and still get some coverage given the circumstances. Okay. But inside the company, so outside the company, 
your health and situation determines the costs and the insurance company underwriters, the testers, if you will, they know where that goes. Okay. And then sometimes they just decline people because that they don't fit the mold. Is that correct? That can yeah. happen. Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, again, when your garage is on fire, yeah. most underwriters don't want to touch you. Too late. Yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. So folks, I, I guess the first point is that when you're looking for insurance, okay, if there's some that's offered through your employer, it's like almost a no brainer that you should get it anyway. Is that, can I say that officially or what? A- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And we'll go back to uh, the, the origins of Dixon Associates yeah. when my father started in the business in 1965. And the, those who are old enough and listening probably remember these days. He would call you at dinner time and invite himself over for dinner on Thursday night to talk to you and your spouse about life insurance. <laughs> right? Those days are gone <coughs> yeah. for a lot of people, thankfully. Yeah, for doctors, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what it's left is life insurance is not top of mind for most people. And they get introduced to it through work. So at work, you might have a, a base level policy, but a lot of employers also have what's called a buy-up from there, a voluntary buy-up. Okay, so, so people, have met, they might have an option, depending on the company that they're in, to purchase some more on their own, and that would be at their own underwriting standards, is that correct? Yes. Wild well, guess there, but yes, yeah, okay. To, what's neat about a, a group life insurance policy through work is you probably have a what's called a guaranteed issue amount above and beyond, let's say your employer has purchased $50,000 on your behalf, yeah. and the life insurance company says, hey, you can buy in increments of 10000 you can buy up to X amount of dollars without any medical questions. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So the short story here, folks, is if you're listening to us and you have some sort of a health issue and you've had trouble with insurance, I'm hoping you work for a company that sponsors that and that you're buying as much as possible. I'm, most people maybe figure that out, but I'm not sure. It, you're right, but it <laughs> is always surprising the yeah. folks who haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And what about I th- some of the larger companies co- cover a multiple of I- income or salary? How does that, what's the behind the scenes stuff on that? How does that work? That's, okay. that's a great question. Okay. You're right. It is. And, and that's a great perk. Yeah, uh, I have three times salary coverage. That's work. right. Yeah, okay. that's right. So <laughs> if you can, if you're working for a company that covers you the, and the company pays for three times your salary, that's pretty neat. You, you still have to ask yourself, is that enough? And yeah. that's a question yeah. that because things have changed over time and so many of us do get our life insurance at work, we're not really asking the question, okay, if I get three times salary, okay, and now I have $150,000 worth of life insurance. What, I'll yeah. go back to does, that 34-year-old. work? I just got a half a million dollar mortgage yeah. and I yeah. have three kids. Yeah. Uh, 150 is that enough? And then maybe there's a voluntary buy-up, but yeah. Interesting, yeah. And uh, that, that's cool. All right, so on the term side, so you can buy it for a period of time. Is the annual renewable stuff still around or is it now five fixed periods of time. How does that work? Term is almost always in a fixed period of time yeah. and the shortest period of time. We used to have five-year level term. Yeah. We used to have what's called escalating term. Yeah. We used to have declining term because it was sold with your mortgage. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But primarily now you start with a 10-year level term. Good, okay. And if you wanted to decline it, you just, you can. <clears throat> yeah call the insurance company and say, hey, last year I had a million. I paid down my mortgage. I want to reduce it to 900000 Going down is never a problem, They right? can do that. <laughs> going up, you got to be re-underwritten. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's interesting. Okay. So that's good to know. By the way, I'm going to guess that percentage-wise, there's at least as many people in the life insurance analysis world who don't know how much they need compared to people in the retirement analysis world who don't know how much they need to think. Okay, you want, you want to comment on that? Or what? As somebody who talks a lot about 401k plans <coughs> yeah. as well as life insurance, yeah. I know that. You see very, both sides of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's really, but it's, yeah. it's a... It, 
Okay, is we don't like having conversations with ourselves, right? With yeah. people, as we, we like to put the blinders on and not really look at reality. It's yeah. just, I guess it's part of human nature. But, okay. but I always ask when I am meeting with groups and talking about a 401k plan, let's just one day a year have a negotiation with yourself about retirement. How much do I really need to retire? Yeah. But life insurance too. If it's a hard, nobody likes to think about well, it. Right. I was gone tomorrow. Yeah. The people in my life, yeah. the people that I love, what happens to them financially? Are they, yeah. do they not skip a beat or is it going to be a problem? And that informs the amount of life insurance that you should have. I'm sure your father never did this, but a very long time ago when I was in this business, most of the young folks that you would meet, almost all the insurance they had was what's called whole life, which we'll get to in a minute. And very little of that was in the term because the people got paid more to sell that. And I hope that doesn't happen too often anymore. And I'm sure it does sometimes, but not. But it's so here's the yin and the yang. Okay, Uh, I need to protect my family now. Okay, and if I do a careful analysis, it's this much money per year for insurance coverage, whatever it is. I need to retire over here. Okay, and if I do a careful analysis over here, it's this much money I got to save. And so the question is, do both of those add up in your life? And they almost never do. Pe- people have to... We're make, short somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's never enough money at the end of the month. But you have to pay attention to both of those. I, I think I'm putting my certified financial planner hat on. But you got to worry about both of those folks. By the way, I call life insurance defense and I call retirement planning offense. Okay. And you got to play both sides of the game. Okay. Yeah. It's probably not going to add up. Okay. In the middle there to be perfect. But if you know all the math on both sides and you choose to emphasize one versus the other, at least you had enough information to make that work. And. Two percent of the people listening to me can do that. I'm sorry. I'll, I mean, you you want to go lower? <laughs> In terms of what you really need to do to think about both of those, I'm, most people just don't have that capacity. I'm sorry. I would argue that 98 percent of them do. Yeah. They just don't want to well, have that uh, honest conversation uh, 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 with well, themselves. Well, it, it would take a whole lot of research that they maybe didn't even know much about, but I hear you. So, folks, it's there's like a yin and the yang about playing defense and protecting your family while you're alive because insurance is basically the money you d- didn't save yet. Okay, for the rest of your life. But if you spend all your money on life insurance, maybe retirement doesn't look so good. And if you spend your money, all your money on retirement, maybe that doesn't look so good. And talk about angst and agony and math and stuff. Yeah, and what you mentioned the whole life insurance. Yeah. That is where the life insurance company said, hey, yeah. maybe we can create a product that covers both. Yeah, okay. So let's, all right. So that's a good segue for, so folks, if you have any questions, uh, give us a call. But people are so enraptured listening, they don't call very often. But once in a while, we got one. So it's 781-837-4900. If you have a life insurance question, uh, we've got a guy here. You can put him on the hot seat, folks. Give us a call. We'll see if he can survive here. But anyway, 781-837-4900. Ted Dixon from Dixon and Associates in Duxbury, Massachusetts. So I get term. Okay, it makes sense. By the way, if the guy who bought the 10-year term for $300 a year for a million, okay, 10 years is up. Okay, hopefully he's still healthy and his life's probably changed a little bit. And now he's got a whole new set of calculations he's got to plug into that. Correct? That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he wants to go get a new term policy. And this yeah. this happens all the time. Yeah. Somebody's term policy comes to an end. That doesn't mean the life insurance company is not sending you a bill. No. They convert that term policy, what's called an annual renewable term. Okay. And so in year 11, you're going to say, what? Wait a minute. This uh, just got more, a lot more expensive, right? Yeah. yeah. But wait till years 12. 
12, 13, and 14 column. Yeah. Now you're really going to... You had a 10-year deal, it's over. You've still got insurance, but it's going to cost more. Basically. That's right. So yeah. your best bet is to understand that's coming up and somewhere around the beginning of year nine, reaching out to that same person yeah. or a new person who deals in it and say, hey, I need to work on getting a, a new maybe now you do need a 20 or a 30 year term and maybe you need a permanent policy yeah it's or, or maybe you don't yeah. need one at all yeah it's that's interesting you got to make a guess about your health and time frame to try to plug that in a, a lot of i get a chuckle there's a few of these left i'm old enough to see a few of these but a long time ago people used to buy their babies a whole life insurance policy it Still was exists. like for 2000 or for 3000 dollars and in the 1950s or the 1960s, that was, oh, you're going to be set for life. Here's a turn. And now they mature and you look at it and it's like a blip on peak. So it, it depends how much you need, whatever. But if you look out too far, you'll probably never have enough or be able to figure out what's appropriate. But if you look out too short and get unhealthy... Then you got problems on the other side of that. So I oh, so you make a good help point. me out here. Yeah, you, and there's no nice solution to well, that, or is it? Your listeners who have term policies and maybe their health has changed should know that virtually all term policies have what's called a there's a safety valve in there called a conversion privilege. So your term policy says, Mike, if in year six you decide, oh man, I am not going to qualify for another term life insurance policy. And I'm sitting on a million-dollar term life insurance policy here that I bought six years ago before I had this health condition come up. Okay. You can call the insurance company and say, I would like to convert this term policy to permanent. Do they look at your health when you do that? They are going to underwrite you based on the health when you originally wrote that policy. Even better. Okay. So you were clean as a whistle six years ago. Yeah, now okay. you got a problem. <clears throat> okay. But they are going to price it based on your age now. So you're yeah. six years older. Yeah, the ongoing so cost. But, you got, but you got the coverage, basically. You got the coverage. And if you really have had a big health issue, yeah. it's probably worth it to convert that policy. R- versus having a term continue because you never catch up with that, basically. That's right. You definitely, yeah. if you have, in that, we, we convert policies for all kinds of reasons, but nine times out of ten, it's because somebody has a new health issue that's come up, and that's a neat component to virtually all term policies. And you want to make sure you're aware some of the term policies that we sell, the conversion privilege ends after five years. Okay. So you want to be aware of that. (laughs) Yeah. Most the conversion privileges end the day before the term does. But okay. that's something to pay attention to. Again, I said a term policy is very simple, but I just complicated it a little well, bit. The basic are simple. It's, we have some, putting on my certified financial planner hat here, we have some pretty sophisticated software that can do all kinds of calculations about insurance coverage and retirement benefits, how much you need and all that good stuff. And we have a few miles on ourselves of experience, but it just like never adds up. You know, almost very few people have enough money to cover every everything like in a perfect way okay and you got to make bets but if you don't have all the information if you don't have the knowledge and the information that you need to understand the insurance and to understand the, if you don't know what the trade-offs are you're not in a position to make a well-informed reasoned decision sort of a thing and so folks it never adds up but at least that's motivation for you to do some serious thinking on both sides and Place your bets. The word guarantee doesn't apply to life, right? Place your bets, but if you place your bets with all the information that was available and with all the understanding... Hey, that's what life is. We do that every day, basically, right? Find people like Mike McNamara and Ted Dixon who can at least share with you some of what they know. Most people just don't have the time or the energy or the expertise to get into that much depth on on a number of issues sort of thing. So, yeah, yin and yang. Okay, so maybe we got a couple of minutes here. Tim is looking okay. So how about... 
uh, to finish up with some comments about the term stuff. And then we'll have some fun the next half hour on the whole life stuff here. So grand summary and anything we missed, be my guest. So again, the simplicity of term is it's pure protection. It's a it's an easy equation. And again, like I said, I think 98% of people can, if they are willing to, have that conversation. If I'm gone tomorrow, yeah. what do I need the people that I the care basic about? Basic math most folks can do to say, I got to blow away the mortgage. I got to provide. I got to provide income for my spouse for X amount of years, and I got to worry about some inflation. And maybe I want to chime in with college education. Most people can do that math on the. That gives roughly. you a number. Yeah, that gives and, you a and now you're calling somebody to say, okay, yeah. for that amount of protection, yeah. what's it going to cost? Okay. And then the next equation is, how long do I want that protection in place? And then you yeah. go from there. Yeah. Okay. And I think the most important thing that that I would say on this subject is that if you have a health issue, take a serious look at what's going on in your life insurance coverage at work. Most people probably think about that, but maybe you didn't know or maybe you never bothered to ask, can I get some more coverage on my own or can I do this, that, or the other thing? But sometimes that's a godsend for some people who just didn't make the right bet for whatever reason. No right? doubt. Yeah. yeah. That's a great It's a great safety valve. Look at that. Am I a professional here? The music starts playing just about as we finish this topic. We well, might let you keep doing this show, Mike. <laughs> You're doing all right. All right. We're going to try the life insurance <laughs> thing next, folks. And believe me, I'm going to get a headache when we start talking about that. We'll be right back. 